0: Hello and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat
1: about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Hello
0: and welcome back to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast. Today's episode is a very exciting one because we have some very special guests with us today. Our husbands, my husband, Tim, is sitting to my left.
2: Hello. Hello. Thank (laughs) you for having me on, Tori and Mary.
0: It's great to have you, Tim. And um, Mary's handsome husband, Bobby, is to her right. Bobby got a handsome.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for the compliment. (laughs) I didn't get a handsome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're handsome too,
3: Tim. Thanks, Tori. Yes. Thanks for having us.
0: We wanted to bring our husbands on for this this episode because we wanted to discuss um, our faith life and prayer in our marriage and in relationships and how our faith and prayer has evolved since beginning dating to being engaged to being married um, and kind of some tips along the way of how to maybe strengthen your prayer life as um, as spouses. So that is the topic for today and. Yes. We have some one exciting current favorite that Mary's going to touch on.
1: Yeah, so we're just going to talk about one current favorite today because it's both of our favorites, and it goes well with our topic. The item is the marriage journal, and um, when we started using it, Bobby and I started using it. We were gifted it for our wedding, and it was called Navigator's Council at that time, and so that's what we referred it to it as, Navigator's Council. And I think I had introduced Tori to it and I know that Tori and Tim also use it. And basically what this is, is a weekly kind of journal exercise that you do with your spouse. You sit down and go over, it's like five or six questions um, that you basically just chat about. So it's how your past week was and how you want to prepare together for the week to come. So you talk about things like what brought you joy? what Was there any conflict that you want to resolve before you go into the next week? Um, how can I pray for you? Things I think like
0: Tim's that. favorite is what can I do for you this week?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're just topics that are like simple, but they're things that you maybe wouldn't sit down and talk about otherwise. And I think it just gets good conversation going, which is important in marriage, obviously. So it's a great great journal. We love it. We've recommended it to so many people. Um, We're not like super consistent with it. I mean, we don't do it every single week, but we try to do it as much as possible. So yeah, that's our current favorite. We highly recommend it. We are going to now dive into kind of our main topic. Um, We're going to, like Tori said, talk about prayer life, marriage, all of those things. And I think to kick it off, maybe we should just talk about Tori and Tim, how you guys met. So whoever wants to take that,
0: tell us how you met. I'm giving yeah. Tim the nod. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, we met at the company Christmas party. That's where we we first met. I don't know how far back you guys want to go. No, that's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, company Christmas party, and Tori was walking by, and I had never spoke to Tori, but I'd seen her in the hallways at work a few times prior to that. And so she had caught my eye, and I had before this point done a little digging on Tori, and I knew... I knew she went to Iowa, I knew she was Catholic, I knew she was, some other people that I knew said she's a really, really great girl, and so I was like, okay, well, maybe she's somebody that I want to get to know. So, at the Christmas party, I went there with the intent to talk to Tori, like, the only reason I wanted to go to the Christmas party that night was like, I want to talk to this girl. That's amazing. And so Tori walked by, and I said, hey, Tori, um, would you grab me a, a Coors Light out of that cooler? Because she was right next to it. And I'm drinking a Coors Light right now as I tell the story. <laughs> and we talked the night away. And that, was, yeah. and that night, I remember the night was going really well. And I, I said to myself, like, all right, Tim, don't blow this. You know, don't stay out till two in the morning and get too drunk. Say something <laughs> stupid. You know, you're, you're, you're doing well right now. Go home early and, you know, exit too early. And then so I had left at like maybe midnight when other people mm-hmm. were going to stay out till bar close. And I, as I was walking away, I, I DM'd her on Instagram and asked her out.
0: Oh, yep. I love it.
2: Yeah, that was That's, how we met.
0: Yeah, you slid into my DMs. <laughs> but yeah, we had a really fun night, and I think we our first date was that next week, and
2: we... It was like three days later, the Tuesday of the next week.
0: Yeah, so the rest is history.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I love it. And I know that you guys have quite the different story, which I'm excited about, because you guys were high school sweethearts. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so... Bobby and I have known each other our entire lives. We actually went to the same babysitter when we were... um, (laughs) No way. Yeah, when we were little. And so we, I mean, we weren't like... So we went to the same school. We went to a Catholic K-12 school. um, And so he's one grade older than me. Um, And so we knew each other. Our families knew each other. We went to the same church, obviously, in activities together and things. We were friends, but not super close. And then in middle school was kind of when we were like, okay, I kind of like you. (laughs) And we started dating when I was in eighth grade and Bobby was in ninth grade. So that's when we started dating. We, our journey has not been, I mean, everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. But really our journey hasn't been perfect. We took a break and we can maybe share about that a little bit later. But yeah, that's how we met. We've known each other basically our whole lives. So yeah, that's us.
2: So how long's that been? Like, how long ago is eighth grade and ninth grade for you guys?
0: Yeah. Right? So, so like, so crazy. So yeah,
3: probably 13 years. 13 years. years.
2: Mm-hmm. You've nice. known each other about 10 years longer than Tori and I have.
0: <laughs> did you ask Mary out? Like, how did you do it back in the oh, middle? Oh, that's a good
1: story. That's my Bobby's best friend.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Bobby's best friend was my neighbor growing up, or he lived in my neighborhood. And so they invited me over To his house. And I knew that Bobby was going to ask me to be his girlfriend. I just knew it. And he didn't.
3: But I didn't. (laughs) Oh, no. And so I walked
1: home and I was like, well, that stinks. And I was just kind of disappointed.
3: Correct. And I was not (laughs) of age to drive yet because I was only like, what, 14 or whatever. Yeah. And so my friend was bringing me home. And I was like, wait, can you turn around? I got to go back and ask this girl out. So. That's so he
1: hard. so they turned around and he texted me he's like can you please come back so we literally met in someone's backyard and he's like will you be my girlfriend <laughs> and i was like some sure. i had backyard. to tell my dad that i for i told my dad that i forgot something at andy's house and yeah
0: the rest
2: so is- you had planned on asking her out and then you i got cold out feet and then you and then you you know got brave and and did it yes well honestly That's-
0: good for you at 14 to like recognize that you missed an opportunity and go back and get her. You got the girl.
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) And That's our story. I feel like you guys have a really beautiful story after like getting engaged and all of that. Can you kind of share just like dating life, engagement life, how your, I guess, prayer life and your faith came into that? Because like Tim said, he knew that you were Catholic. Yeah. Obviously that was Something pretty important, or you know, something that you at least wanted to talk about. So, can you kind of just share what those conversations were like? And Definitely, that?
0: yeah. So, before Tim and I actually met, I had gotten out of a long term relationship through high school and college. And my first year in Des Moines, I remember just sitting down and having a completely different perspective on what I'm looking for in a relationship and I really prayed my faith life really grew in that year because I leaned on God a lot and I just kind of prioritized what are the things I'm looking for in my future spouse and I prayed a lot for my future husband which is Tim and I remember going for runs and just asking God I'm like I don't care when you place this man in my life I just pray that whoever it is is a good and holy man and loves you before himself and before me and all those things. So I think that first and foremost is like establishing what I'm looking for in in a relationship was really, really helpful. And then Tim walked into my life and he said he knew I was Catholic and I don't really think I knew you were Catholic or I didn't know your faith at all.
2: So I did my homework and the reason (laughs) why, the reason why is like I'm a little older than Tori. So at the time that I met Tori, I was 30. And so I had been through my 20s already mm-hmm. and I had been engaged once in my 20s and almost got married to the point where, you know, I was engaged to be married, called the wedding off about a month and a half before the wedding. Oh, wow. Like we just felt like things weren't right. Mm-hmm. And she, she was Catholic, good family. Like a lot of, you know, the boxes were checked. It just wasn't right. And we, we look back now and there's some big disagreements that we had um, that would just wouldn't have worked itself out. You realize that now, but at the time you just kind of think this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to, you, you work these, these things out and you don't really realize like how many of those big things you have to be on the same page with in a marriage. And then, so after that, I had another longer term relationship about a year and a half with a girl that actually was, had grown up Catholic and, had previously been married and been divorced. Okay. And and it was really that relationship where her and I were getting serious and talking about like what's the future look like for her and I. And it I had to draw this line and really have to be honest with myself about how, how important is my faith? Because her stance on it was she was never going to get married in a church or the church ever again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, how important is my faith to me? You know, and I remember like looking at myself in the mirror and like having that conversation, like, is my Catholic faith this important? And I remember I had to break up with her because it's like, look, this is what I want. I want a faithful marriage. And so, uh, you know, a year later, um, I was kind of doing the same thing Tori was doing. I was praying to God, knowing what my priorities were in my life and in what I wanted in a relationship and a wife like please bring a, a good faithful woman into my life. Yeah. And and so even before I was dating people, I was checking out like are they Catholic. Not like you couldn't date somebody that wasn't Catholic, right. but just knowing at least what I wanted in a in a in a wife and in a woman, I had to agree on faith. It was just that important to me. Otherwise, I knew that it was just not going to be it wasn't going to work. And so that's why when when I found out Tori was Catholic, You know, not only is she cute, not only is she smart, not only is she successful. Keep it going. going. You know, (laughs) I I knew her dad. I had met her dad from work. And so I knew all these things like good family. Boom. You know, uh, pretty, smart, all this stuff. And then I hear like she's a really, really great girl and she's Catholic. It's like, well, hell, (laughs) why? Why don't I talk to her? You know?
0: Yeah. And so then when we first started dating, I obviously it wasn't long before I found out, you know, Tim was Catholic. And shortly after, I'm going to say maybe it was a month of dating. Um, Tim asked me to go to mass with him because at the time I was going to, I think St. Boniface, because I lived out in Waukee and Tim was going to St. Francis. And so, you know, we were both going on Sunday and I'm like, well, let's just go together. And I think that was a really important and awesome in our relationship where we that was the first time I think we ever really prayed together was in mass and I just could see Tim take the mass seriously and you know and then we would pray together before meals even if we're out in public in a really in a restaurant and and his confidence in his faith just made me even more confident in my faith and made me feel confident that I could speak and talk to Tim about My relationship with God and my prayer life and things I'm struggling with, it just kind of set that foundation that, okay, this is someone that I can really trust and be vulnerable with because as you know, you know, sometimes religion isn't always the easiest thing to to discuss, especially if you're just like starting out dating. But it is something that I do believe is such a key component to relationships that if it's founded on God and your faith any type of hardship or struggle you go through will only be, you know, that much easier because you have that foundation and you can always go back on that. And so obviously our faith has grown over the years. And now that we're married, especially we deal and we have a son who is 10 months old today mm-hmm. and the cutest. <laughs> and so, you know, with that being married that you have some struggles through that, um, I'm blessed to say that we've had a wonderful and beautiful marriage and haven't had like a ton of struggle, but we've had a lot of, um, challenges and suffering through, um, our experience with miscarriages. And that was something that, um, I think that was almost a turning point for us is when we experienced a loss together and suffering together, that was something where we were like, Okay. This is why we have our faith and this is um, a really important thing about our marriage.
2: So, Yeah, I think just the only other thing I'd add there is I think it's so important that if you want to dive deep in your faith and you're married, you almost have to have a spouse, a partner to go deep with you. You know, in talking about or that you're open to talking about sin and talking about fault and talking about some of those hard things to talk about. You talk about that marriage journal, like a lot of those things are really simple, but sometimes they're harder conversations that you would not have if somebody doesn't act. We we are aligned on our faith, and you know, it's not just about we're both Christian or we're both Catholic. Like there's, it's way deeper than that. I think most people understand that, and so without Tory. I wouldn't be able to go deep as deep into my faith as I would as I would want or I could go by myself. She she pushes me to go deeper and I wouldn't be able to get there by myself, especially when you do have those struggles in a marriage and every marriage is going to have them, whether it's miscarriages or whether it's fights or whether it's struggles I with know. your in-laws or like whatever it's going to be. Um, you need to come together and always have Christ and your faith at the center of even those arguments and even those fights, otherwise it's going to fracture um your relationship and then you're going to be closed off to your partner on certain parts of your life mm-hmm. and um and so that's why i'm I'm just so blessed to have uh have Tori push me deeper and and so you know. And I think you have to have that. Otherwise, if you're not aligned with your spouse in that, like I don't I, I think you're missing out on a big part of of like growing in your relationship.
0: Yeah. And I also one other thing is just like I think we are always growing in our faith. Like our prayer life is far from perfect. And um I think we are always looking for ways to deepen our faith. I you know, recently have been wanting to find ways to show our faith in our home, like making sure we have crucifixes hung in each room, having our Bible on display, like little things that we can do to make our home, you know, a place where our guests can know that we're a home of faith. And um, especially now that we have a child, I want to make sure that we can do a better job too as a family and like incorporating family prayer. And I'll be honest, like it's kind of, it can be hard to do that and challenging to do that. Um, it doesn't necessarily come super naturally, you know, you kind of have to think about it. Um, in certain things, I mean, praying before meals, praying before bed and stuff, those are just kind of the bare minimum, but like what else can we do as a family to show our son that, you know, praying is a very important thing to do.
2: What about you guys? Like you guys are credo Catholics, right? Both of you. And so your story is probably a lot different than ours. Because we came into it as adults, our relationship. Mm-hmm. And you guys like have known each other for so long. And you know, in school, in a Catholic school environment, has it been hard for you guys not to get maybe lazy in your faith relationship together? You know what I mean?
1: So I would say growing up, high school, middle school, even college, we did not pray together. We did go to church together in college often. And I would say when we got engaged was really where we were like, okay, we need to take this seriously. We want Christ at the center of our marriage, especially going through, I feel like the Catholic kind of program before you get married was huge for us. In college specifically, we experienced a big road bump, I would say, in our relationship. We did break up for four months five months and it was a time where I personally made a lot of mistakes and bad decisions and Bobby was very much like there the whole time and never ever gave up on us so entering into the season of engagement we had to really work through that stuff like you don't enter a marriage without figuring that out beforehand otherwise it like will always impact your marriage and so I remember the retreat that we went on before our wedding we had like this they give you like a workbook we were sitting outside on a bench and one of the questions was like is there anything that you need to forgive each other for? like anything that you do not want to bring into this marriage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like genuinely that moment on the bench where we like, I just said, like, I am truly sorry for this season. And Bobby was like, I truly forgive you. I feel like that was where our faith life and marriage totally took a turn. And we decided like, this will not enter our marriage mm-hmm. and we will, this will always be in our past. The thing that I think, think about a lot is like marriage is obviously really hard and you are going to make mistakes in in marriage and while you're dating and all of those things but if you don't have someone that is forgiving I think it can be really challenging and I I feel like that's one of the things that I love the most about Bobby is like he forgives like Jesus Christ forgives like he forgives in an instant always Mm -hmm. and so I'm thankful for that it's true you do (laughs) um he's just very like He's just very understanding. So, is that, I don't know.
2: Is that hard, Bobby? Like sometimes forgiveness is one of the hardest things we can we can say I forgive you and not really mean it because we're still yeah we're still hurt we're still scarred. Yeah. You know, like what was that like on that bench, forgiving Mary? Because obviously this was a big moment in your lives.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I think kind of was the turning point but it was before that where I had already forgiven her you know I didn't forgive her in that moment alone it was you know way before that but I think just her getting that reinforcement and hearing it from me I think that you know kind of solidified things
1: we've had many disagreements in marriage as couples do but you oh you never hold a grudge and I feel like like Tim said is it easier for you to just like let go of things or why are you so forgiving like how why do you not hold grudges? I mean, like, is that just...
3: I, I have no idea. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just a great question. Just a good guy. I think <laughs> that's just, I don't know. That's just
2: who I am, I guess. What a great trait.
0: Yeah, that is yeah. a great trait. And I love that. Um, that, I think, is a really great topic, too, before you enter into a marriage, is sit down, especially with someone that you've dated for a long time. Because, especially, too, if you dated through college, there are things that happen. And having that conversation of what is it that you need to be forgiven for? Like, what do we need to leave outside of the marriage? Like this cannot enter the marriage. I love that. I think that's a really cool thing that you guys were able to experience and have that opportunity to vet out some of those uncomfortable conversations that you might not have otherwise had. Um, So Bobby, I've got a question for you. When you guys were preparing for engagement um, and you were going through, was it pre cana Yes, yes. Is that like, did you feel like that was a turning point in your prayer life too? Like, did they pr- prepare you or ask you guys questions specifically like that you hadn't had discussed as a couple? Because at that point you had been dating for a long time, but so, or was that process like, oh, we already know all this stuff about each other? If that makes
3: sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think totally that was, you know, a really good, good program to go through and, you know, have those conversations, We've known each other our entire lives. So we grew up going to mass, you know, I'd see her, her at mass with her family. She'd see me at mass with my family. So, you know, we knew that we were going to mass every weekend and things like that. But I don't think personally, like we really took it or I know Mary Rose always took it seriously and always was, you know, engaging in mass and things like that. Um, But I think for me personally, I don't know how seriously, I guess I took my faith until we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I'd pray every night and things like that, but you know, and I'd go to church every weekend mostly, but, um, I don't know how like in en- engaging, you know, I was in church, mm-hmm. um, or in my faith. And so I think that kind of, those conversations kind of helped us talk about those things, how we want to, you know, bring faith into our marriage, how we want to, if we were able to have children, how we want to raise our children to be faithful, you know, children um so I think those were those were good conversations and kind of like we said just on that park bench or whatever we had those conversations and I think that was kind of a game changer
1: something else that I think about a lot is I would say the last couple years of marriage I personally have grown a lot in faith just in general I've just I don't know no, nothing specifically had well I would say our fertility journey has definitely like impacted that of course but even before that I personally grew a lot in faith and I feel like that made Bobby grow in faith too just kind of like being alongside of that and I heard a homily about prayer in marriage and I, I can't remember if Bobby was with me or not but I like still remember most of that homily and it was basically talking about like if you see something that is upsetting your heart, stop right then and pray together. Or if one of you is anxious about something, stop right there and pray together. And so I was very much like, okay, we're going to do that. (laughs) And Bobby's just quieter. And so I think that was kind of where we were like, okay, we're going to start like trying to pray out loud together. Mm -hmm. And basically what I said is, okay, every night we're going to take turns and we're going to say, our prayers together and we're going to, we're going to pray together. And honestly, like my best piece of advice on that, if you want to pray out loud with each other is like, you just have to do it. You just have to start. And like, you just can't be embarrassed. The first few times is going to be really, really awkward. And especially for someone like, I feel like for Bobby, he's like, I do not want to do this. Like I am <laughs> so quiet. And, but after you do it a few times, you just get really comfortable and. It's like, I mess up, Bobby messes up. It's like, we're praying to God. It's not like we're putting on a show. Mm -hmm. We're just like sitting here saying our prayers together. And I don't know. I feel like that's like my biggest tip is like, if you want to pray together, just start, just try it. I don't know. Even if you're scared, just go for it. What, do you have to say something?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I just say, I think you kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I think that kind of helped me as well. Um, cause you know, I remember the first few times we did that. I was like, I don't want to do this. You know, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I don't want to say my prayers out loud. You're going to judge me, things like that. Um, so I remember the first couple of times I was like, what if we just like kind of pray together at the same time, but like silently and you say your prayers, I say my prayers, but we do it silently, not together. So we're kind of doing it together, but not out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think kind of as time went on, you know, she would always be okay, comfortable with saying hers out loud. And, um, and then I kind of got there as well. So, Mm -hmm. and sometimes
1: we're like laying there and we're like, yeah, we don't want to do this right now. We don't want to like say our prayers out loud. And so we'll just say our prayers silently together. And that's another way to pray together is like, just take the time together to say Mm -hmm. your silent prayers. That's another great opportunity.
0: Yes. I I love that. I think, that's not an easy thing to do. So that's really awesome that you guys have gotten to a point where you're comfortable doing that. Um, I brought up praying together to Tim a, a while ago and because that was kind of on my heart it was like, should we be better about praying together together? And I have recently started meeting with a spiritual director and I remember bringing that topic up to her and she's like, and she said something that has stuck with me about how if you feel like forced to pray out loud with your spouse, then maybe don't because prayer is such a sacred thing and it's supposed to be between you and the Lord. Um, And so if you are, if it feels like you're putting on a show, then you've lost the point. And, and that has totally like stuck with me. However, I do think that there is so much value into hearing your spouse pray and like watching them be vulnerable and, and watch them grow their faith with Jesus. Like Tim is really good about he gets down on his knees every night and like prays silently. Um and I'm kind of lazy. Like I'll pray. I literally pray like it's the last thing I do before I fall asleep is I'm I fall asleep to praying. <laughs> right. So I don't I'm not on my knees and praying but um you know we've prayed aloud a couple of times but the biggest thing that we've done consistently is we pray the rosary on our way to mass every Sunday. It's something that my family did growing up that I used to hate doing (laughs) as a kid, but now it's just, you know, I, I really love that tradition and I, I would love to continue it with our family as well.
2: Yeah. I like the, Praying the Rosary to Mass is not something that I grew up doing. I thought it was weird. The first time I rode with Tori's family to Mass, I was like, wait a minute, what are we doing? And they're like, oh, you got the third decade. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> you know, but now we do that. And it is a time that we pray together. And, and you know, we talk about maybe in a in a marriage certain things. You have to build times. Like you guys pray together at night. And I think that's really awesome. And we try to, sometimes I'll be on my knees praying at night and Tori just reaches over and holds my hand while I'm praying. And I think that's an intimate time for us too. But we we're kind of like big Sunday morning mass goers, you know? And so we talk about the routine of the week and that, that Sunday morning at mass when we're praying the rosary and then we go to mass and then we, you know, we'll have brunch after mass. It's like, that is really a sacred time for us. It's like, we're not, scheduling something else ever. Right. And so we're not going to move around mass for anything else. And I think that's kind of important too, in, in relationships and in kind of our modern time. Sundays are just another day of the week. They're no longer the Sabbath to a lot of people. Right. And so it's like, well, I can go to church on Saturday nights or I can go to church uh, Sunday nights or I can go to church whenever it fits into my schedule. And in a marriage, I think if you're going to pray, place your faith as a top priority, then you need to schedule everything else around your faith, right? Not like not fit your faith in when it's convenient. And so that's something that Tori and I have talked a lot about. It's like, hey, we don't miss mass on Sunday. When we're in town, we always go to this mass. And this is just this is the routine of our family, as opposed to like, because when we're, when our kids are old enough, we don't want to be that family that's going to basketball or baseball tournaments every Sunday morning, right? Because that's, I think, teaching your family that what's more, what's the most important thing? Well, those basketball and baseball tournaments, Mm -hmm. it's obviously not mass, right? Because we're moving around mass for those things. And so that's one of those things where we're just really, I think, loyal to uh, keeping that as our Sunday morning time and Sunday being just a holy special time for, for our family. And we don't schedule really anything else on Sundays mm-hmm. other than that. And so yeah. I think that's important too, is making sure like you're setting aside those times and then staying, staying true to them.
0: Mm-hmm. So outside of, um, you know, your nightly prayers in the the book, are there any other things that you guys do routinely as praying together or are there certain times that you do pray together outside of just at night
1: I would say honestly those are the biggest things we do pray before meals together which Mm -hmm. we think is obviously very important and just another time to connect together Um, but besides that those are kind of our main our main times I mean church I guess and mass but
3: we did have a period of time where we would get up early in the morning and read, like, a devotional or something. Oh, yeah. Um That was...
1: Yeah, we haven't been... That so, was
3: only a period of a couple months, but... Yeah,
1: I think I that mean, speaks to, like, we are not perfect at praying oh, together. Yeah, no. Like, truly, yeah. it's always a work in progress, and we're always trying to get better at it. But I think in an ideal world, we would get up every morning and read our devotionals <laughs> together, and we have done that for a period of time, but
0: not consistently yeah. another thing that this just kind of reminded me of um over the ca- past couple of years as tim and i have gone through loss and fertility issues and everything um one piece of advice tim actually received was to pray before having sex which honestly like before Talk that about awkward i know well <laughs> i'm laying it out here yeah hey, <laughs> Because it is kind of an awkward thing. And yeah. I mean, yeah, but, and I hadn't even heard of that before. So when Tim brought that up to me, I was like, uh, what <laughs> do you want to talk on that a little bit?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I want to talk about it, but yeah, it's just, it makes sense because when we, when you talk about getting married and you talk about like that sacred covenant, you know, you. Your spouse and and the Lord, right? That's that's the triangle of the marriage, and then so why are you leaving them out on certain parts of your life, and or, or certain parts of your marriage, and and you shouldn't, right? And so. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit awkward because like, when's the right time to pray before sex? Like, (laughs) is it right before sex or is it, can we wait? You know, like, can you give us 15 minutes here? (laughs) You know, it's like that kind of thing. You don't really know. I don't know. There's no handbook on this and, uh, but it's a great thing. And it also talk about intimate, right? Talk about intimacy, true love and true intimacy and, and bringing meaning to sex, Um, that is a really cool thing. It's totally awkward and totally, it feels weird, but it also feels really special. Mm -hmm. Like we are sharing this together and and we're doing, we are fulfilling our marriage vows right now. Mm -hmm. You really get that feeling. And it's, uh, it's, it's been cool. It's been a really good thing.
0: Yeah. It was definitely something I was apprehensive about at first and, um, we, you know we definitely don't do it every time but there are seasons of our life where you know where it it feels like you know this is we're struggling with certain things and um i think it has been helpful and has brought some peace and again like you said we're renewing our wedding vows every time and it's a good reminder of that
1: like you said when you're going through infertility or you're wanting that for your family praying before Sex is just another way and just another opportunity to ask God. And it's like you're inviting him right now to come be with you and potentially give you that blessing if it's his will. And so I feel like it's just another another area that he can step in and you're welcoming him in.
2: Yes. Well, and sex, I think for, for so long before marriage is like this, you know, thing you don't talk about. Right. And it's like this thing behind you. Your parents never talked about it. You know, you, if you watched a movie with your parents and it had a sex scene, it'd be really awkward and you <laughs> want to fast forward through it and all this stuff. But then like, as you mature, you realize like it's, it's a beautiful thing and God created it for us to enjoy with our spouses in, you know, the covenant of marriage and right. And so, and so you got to I don't know. Grow up and mature a little bit with with sex too, right? And uh, yeah, so thanks for bringing that up, Tor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sure. Well, the other thing with like marriage, and we're we're talking all about all these great things that we do, but I think it's important to point out that, I, at least for me personally, I need somebody keeping me accountable all the time to pray or to go to church or to you know just be more faithful, be a better. person, christian be a better catholic be a better husband be a better father like i need those reminders because i am a sinful guy right and i fail all the time and so it's it's just it's really it's really hard and i don't think anybody can just do it by themselves like we need support of our families we need support of our spouses we need support of our our church and all of this stuff. Otherwise it's like, you're just all alone and it's really hard to do it by yourself because we're all sinners. We're all going to fail. We're all going to fall. And I'm totally that way. And so that's why when I talk about these things that we've built into our prayer life and our marriage, it's because I need them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not because I'm like some holy guy and it just comes, you know, naturally to me. It's like, Oh no, if I didn't have this stuff, I'd be even worse off than I am now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's really great. And also I want to acknowledge like not every marriage and not every relationship is set up where both spouses are Catholic or even of faith. And and I recognize that that can be really, really challenging. So I'm just going to open it up. Like, does anyone have any advice for, for someone who is single and searching for someone or is in a serious relationship? maybe even married, and that person just doesn't understand or isn't a believer or, you know, isn't Catholic, isn't Christian, like, what advice would you have for that person?
1: <clears throat> Two things that I'm thinking. First of all, like Tim said originally, having kind of what you are wanting in a marriage and remembering that, and if your faith and having God in your marriage is important to you, like, knowing that, going into a relationship, and honestly not wasting your time if it's not what you want and it's not going to work long-term, then I think like be bold enough to say, this isn't going to work for me. I think that's okay. But on the flip side, I also think there are situations where you are brought to someone to bring them closer to God or to inspire them or to learn from them to be more faithful in your relationships and potentially marriage. And so I think there's a little bit of a balance. I think you definitely, you have your priorities, you have your standards. And if, if you're like, this isn't going to work, it's not going to work. But if you see some potential and you see like an opportunity that God is giving you to bring someone closer to him, then I think be open to that too. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of two sides and it may be hard to discern, but I don't know. I think those are kind of my two pieces of advice.
2: I totally agree, Mary. And I think the only thing that I would add there is like what we learn from the New Testament is that it's just never too late, right, for anybody. Right? And so if you're a, already in a relationship where with, you know, you've gone deeper in your faith and your partner just is not there. They're either a non-believer or they're just not willing or wanting to go or interested to go as deep as you you do. I think first of all, be open and honest. Like don't close yourself off from your spouse, your partner, you know, be honest with them about what your faith means to you and where you want it to go and, and continue to be honest with, with them. Don't close yourself off. Otherwise I really think you're, you're limiting your marriage. The other part of that is, is it's never give up on, you know, somebody that, that isn't interested right now right? Every God comes to people in his own time and at their own time and everybody has a different time. And, and so, you know, Paul, the apostle came to him at his time, right? And who would have known his story, right? And so we never, we never really know what other people's times are. So never give up on anybody to and close yourself off to them or close your marriage off to that possibility. Um, but, yeah, I, I my heart goes out to people that are in relationships that that don't see eye to eye on faith because I can imagine that's very challenging,
0: Mary and Bobby, what have you guys found as has been the hardest part of being Christian and incorporating maybe that in your marriage? I would say
1: honestly, maybe not so much being Christian as I feel like it is a little bit more challenging in today's day and age to be Catholic. Um, Specifically, I think we are still learning how to be bold in that. And we both are huge people pleasers. Like that's just who we are. And so I think we never want to step on anyone's toes. We never want to be like thinking that we're experts because we're just not, we're not perfect. We are both sinners. We both have so much to learn about our faith, but I think so I think that's the biggest challenge honestly is just being Catholic and and trying to stand behind that. Um but I think everyday we're trying to work on that and trying to learn and grow in that. So that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Do you feel like there's like something that has been the most difficult about being Christian in marriage?
0: Yeah, I would say I would completely agree with what you said. I think being Christian is is a broad enough thing that you feel Most people accept that. But when you say I'm Catholic, um, sometimes that is a little bit harder. And I also am a people pleaser and don't want to ever offend anyone. But I also have come to challenge myself in defending my faith. And it's pushed me to learn a little bit more about the Catholic faith. Um, However, I also need, I mean, I'm not an expert at all and have so much to learn as well. Um, and that is where the challenge is, is because I don't have all the answers, especially to some of those like tough questions that Catholics get, and um, I never want to try and defend the Catholic Church and do a poor job of it. Um, and so I think I'm constantly being challenged of seeking out answers and. And knowing why we believe what we believe and staying steadfast and true to what I believe in my faith. And I think, you know, that's more of a personal thing, but I think that seeps into marriage as well. And you have to be okay with maybe losing some friends over that. Or, um, yeah, I would say that is hard too, is right. right. You might offend someone even when you're not meaning to, but you, you need to stay true to your faith.
2: Some people think you're weird, you know, for believing certain things. You know, and you just got to be comfortable in your own skin for believing that, whether it's simply as being a Christian or being Catholic. And, you know, sometimes when you have to say out loud what you actually believe, some people are going to think you're crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. A lot of people thought Jesus was crazy too. And (laughs) all the apostles were crazy. And some of the popes were crazy, you know, like through the years, it's never been like oh yeah, this was a really great time for Christians and they were never persecuted. It's like, Oh, they, you know, they've always had to, at some point be put to the test and, and someday we'll be put to the, the test as well. So, you know, we're going to be called crazy. I'm crazy for a lot of things. I'm crazy, <laughs> but I'm also crazy for being Christian.
0: Yes. Well, I think this was really great. I think that, you know, it's sometimes hard to talk about our prayer life and, prayer life in marriage and so hopefully you guys heard something a tidbit a piece of advice or just a laugh from my husband and bobby um (laughs) that you can take away from this episode to help you kind of through your prayer life as you're discerning a relationship marriage um through your marriage and how you can grow closer to god with your spouse so with
1: that i can end us in prayer uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us together for this conversation tonight. We thank you so much for the gift of companionship. We thank you for our marriages. We pray tonight for those longing to meet their soulmate. We know that you have a perfect plan and perfect will for every single human that you put on this earth. And so we ask that you would comfort those in the waiting period waiting for their spouse waiting for the next answer we just we pray that you would give them peace tonight again we thank you so much for the blessings that you've given us in our marriages we thank you for our children Um, we know that they came straight from your hands and so we are just so thankful that you have blessed us with those gifts we ask that you would just um, be with those that that need you tonight and um protect those that are calling on your name. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review.
1: Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an
0: episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye.